Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. Jesus forgave us of all sin, past, present, and even future sin. Andrew brought good news to me. I could understand the Bible more the way he taught it. Jesus forgave you one time, and that's for everything. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Friday's broadcast of the Gospel Truth. Today is the end of, I think it's my fourth week of teaching on a better way to pray, and I still am going to be talking about this next week. I've got some things to share that are just some of the most important things that God has ever shown me about prayer, and so I'll be continuing this next week. I do want to remind you that I have this in book form entitled A Better Way to Pray. We also have it in Spanish, Una Mejor Manera de Ora, something like that. That's the best I can do. We also have a study guide entitled A Better Way to Pray, and this is specifically for you discipling other people, and then we have CDs and DVDs. And next week is going to be the end of this teaching. And I've been sharing things that I guarantee you are just different than what most people believe, especially my teaching about the difference between the Old Testament way of praying and the New Testament way of praying. And you need to get hold of these truths. It would make a huge difference in your life. On our program yesterday, I was sharing out of Luke chapter 11, and in verse 9, Jesus said, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. And then the next verse down here, verse 10, says, For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. You know what this is saying is that when you ask, God does give. Now, of course, this is talking about things that are according to the promises that He's made according to His will, but it's a promise that if you ask, you do receive. If you seek, you find. And yet most people's experience says that's not true. And sadly, religion has come along and has given us a lot of explanations about why the Word doesn't work, why you can't just ask and receive, and things like this. And so religion has become very adept at explaining away these scriptures. But I believe that it means just what it says, that when you ask, God does move. But whether you see what God has done in the spiritual world come into physical manifestation is not just dependent upon God. You have to cooperate. You have to learn how to receive. Yesterday, I used the example of a television set that the signal is always there, but you don't always see it or hear it because you aren't always tuned in and receiving the signal. Likewise, God is always answering prayers, but not everybody sees their prayers manifest because they don't know how to receive. I gave examples about how I prayed for things, and it looked like that I, you know, God was three weeks late answering my prayers, but when the person gave me the money, then it turns out they said, four weeks ago, God told me to do this, and I just wasn't sure. Luke 6:38 says, when you give, it's given unto you, but God causes men to give into your bosom. God isn't going to create finances. He's not going to just supernaturally do this. He's going to do it naturally, supernaturally, through people. People will give into your bosom. You know, if you work a job, God is going to give you favor, and if you do a good job, and if you cooperate and are faithful in all these things, He will give you promotions. He'll give you bonuses. God can get money to you outside of your job, but that's the primary way He's going to do it. If you own a business, 
then, you know, it's not just a matter of you praying and asking God to prosper your business. God's not going to buy your product. He's going to touch people's hearts and people are going to come and buy your product. And when we live in a society where everybody's, you know, crying that the sky is falling and it's a terrible situation, that affects people and it causes people to withdraw. It causes people to not go out and be as generous and to buy and to do things. And the negativity and the doubt and the unbelief that's spoken can affect your business. It's not God directly that's affecting your business, but God uses people. And if people are listening to this doubt and unbelief, it can affect them. Now, I believe that you can compensate for it. For instance, let's say that you own a plumbing business or something. And because of economic times, people are beginning to not build and they aren't remodeling and they aren't doing as much stuff as they used to. And so maybe there's not as much money being spent on plumbing supplies. But people still have plumbing situations. There's, there's repairs that can't wait and that have to be done and they're going to buy from somebody. So let's say that the overall market goes down and there's not as much plumbing stuff being bought. But if you're a believer, what you can do to compensate for that is to begin to pray and say, Father, I know that you're meeting my needs, but you're going to use people. And yet people are scared. People aren't spending as much money. But there, there's a lot of people in this area that are buying plumbing supplies. And since I'm a believer, you said you'd bless whatever I set my hand unto. I'm calling in the people from other places. If you have to bring them from other cities, they're going to come here. And I believe that they're all being attracted to my place. And you give him some things to work with. Maybe you have a website where you advertise. Maybe you do a special. But anyway, you do what you can and you believe. And God can bring people that would have been going to a different plumbing supply place and they come to yours and buy it. And so you can compensate, but you have to recognize that it's not up to God just to come buy your plumbing supplies. He doesn't need them. People need them and God will have to touch people. Now, somebody's listening to this and thinking, well, that doesn't sound fair. You're taking business away from other businesses. You know what? If they're believers, they're just as free to pray as you are. <laughs> Amen. But uh, yeah, I believe that there is a favoritism. God will favor those who trust Him and those who believe and those who stand on the Word. And everybody can become a believer and trust Him if they want to. That's not unfair or anything like that. Over here in Mark chapter 11, I use Mark 11:23. This week, and I've taught on this nearly all week, but look in verse 24. After he talks about that you have to believe that what you say comes to pass, in verse 24 he says, Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. Now this is very important that you understand what he's saying. He says, when you pray, not when you see it, but when you pray, believe that you receive and you shall have them. You have to believe when you pray. And then future tense, you will see the physical manifestation. But notice that there is a difference between... You don't believe when you see it come to pass. You believe when you pray. And some people think, how can I believe that I've received when I don't have it? Let's say, for instance, you're praying for money. God, I need $100. I believe that I receive. Most people won't believe that they receive until they have the money in their hand. And then they say, man, I believe it worked. But the scripture here is saying you have to believe that you receive when you pray. 
How can you believe that you've received that God has given when you don't have it yet? It's because most people don't understand that there is a spiritual world and that God is a spirit, John 4, 24. God moves in this spiritual world. He touches people's hearts. He commands His angels. He does things in the spiritual world. And there is a time element involved in between when God moves and when you see something in the physical realm. And if you don't understand that, if you don't believe that, well, then you, if you're one that just thinks, well, there is no such thing as time, distance, space, anything with God. If God willed for something to happen, boom, it would just happen. And if you believe that, well, then the moment you pray for $100 and you don't, you look in your wallet, you go check your bank account and it's not there, you are immediately going to think, well, nothing happened. God didn't move because you believe that there is no such thing as a process when God moves, that it takes a period of time before something happens. And so you're just going to immediately be filled with unbelief. You're going to doubt in your heart and you will not see it manifest. But if you can understand that God is a spirit, there's a whole spiritual world, there's angels and things. God commands and things start in motions. It's in, it's in the pipeline. It's like it's coming to you. But there can be a period of time in between when you say amen and there it is. And if you don't understand that, for instance, I've been using this example, but it's a perfect example. If you don't understand that when you pray for finances, God's not going to give you money directly. Deuteronomy 8.18 says, You remember the Lord your God, for it is He that gives you the power to get wealth. He doesn't give you wealth. He doesn't give you money. God doesn't have money. They don't have money in heaven. They don't use British pounds, sterling. They don't use American dollars. They don't use the yen. They, heaven doesn't have money. He doesn't have money to give you. If you pray and ask for money, He is going to touch some physical person and something. Either people are going to buy your product, somebody's going to hire you, somebody could give you a free gift, somebody could go buy something that you've got for sale. God is going to touch people and He's going to flow through people to get that money to you. And depending on whether the person is quick to obey, whether they are struggling, there could be a lot of different things. It could be a process, a period of time in between when God touches someone and when you see the physical manifestation of it. And that is so simple. You know, I had a guy come to me one time and he was just really bitter. He was angry. He had prayed for finances and um, he just was struggling and he never prospered. And so I asked him, do you have a job? And he said, yeah, I've got a job. And he said, I'm the oldest employee. This was a business that had been going for like 10 years or something. And he had been with that business since the inception. He was the oldest employee they had. And yet he was the lowest paid person in the business. As the business grew, the guy brought in other people and put them over him, made them his boss, and he was the lowest paid employee in that entire thing. And he was just really bitter and he was using his words to curse his financial situation and curse his business. He spoke a lot of negative things about the boss. The boss wasn't a Christian. The boss was antagonistic towards Christians. And this guy believed that that's the reason that he was passed over. The boss didn't like his morals and values, etc. And so he was always bitter and he was complaining and he just, you know, just spewed all of this stuff out to me. So anyway, I told him, I said, look, 
at this moment, now God could do something different, but at this moment, this job is the primary way that God is supplying your needs. And instead of you blessing what you've got, you're cursing it. You're cursing your boss. You're speaking negatively about him. And he began to start giving me a lot of specifics and told me about times that this boss had just done things wrong. And I said, look, I'm not saying that the boss is right, but nonetheless, he is the one that God is using to supply your need at this moment. And instead of blessing him, you're cursing him. I said, have you ever thought that maybe the boss has all kinds of problems? And instead of just being angry at this guy and bitter over what he's done, you need to go to blessing him. You need to forgive. I said, when you have unforgiveness, it's like you drinking poison to hurt somebody else. They aren't going to be hurt by it. You're hurt by it. And I shared some scriptures with him. Anyway, this guy received it. He went back and he started praying for his boss. And within two or three days, he was at work and his boss came walking through and just said something real catty to him. And the guy just said kind of under his breath, he says, I forgive you. And the boss heard it. And the boss came back and he says, what did you say? And he says, I want you to know that I have been bitter. I have criticized you. I have had a bad attitude. And he said, I've been praying about it and I'm wrong. He says, I don't know why you're like you are. But he says, it's not my business. And he says, I've been critical of you. And he says, I just want you to forgive me. And he asked the boss to please forgive him. And at first it wasn't really positively received, but within just a very short period of time, the boss came back and started talking to him. And he was going through a divorce and he was having all kinds of things happen. And anyway, he says, I'm sorry. He says, I have treated you badly. And anyway, the long and the short of it is that within one week of me talking to this guy and him beginning to pray, and then he started blessing and recognizing God was going to prosper him through that boss. And he apologized and started praying for his boss. His boss took him, made him the foreman over the entire business, doubled his salary and gave him a two-week paid vacation to go with it. And all of this happened because the guy realized it was a process. He believed God wanted him to prosper, but God was going to prosper him through people. And so instead of cursing those people and instead of sowing strife and discord, he started doing the right thing. And because of it, prosperity came. I believe that there's people watching this program right now that you are praying and asking God for finances. And yet you just think it's going to fall out of the sky or that somehow or another God is just going to do something miraculous, God is going to use people. With many of you, He's going to use your job. You need to go to praying for that business. You need to pray for the prosperity of that business. It's not just about you prospering. You are there to help that business prosper. Start praying for the prosperity of that business. Start praying for the people over you who are antagonistic towards you and who are, you know, Satan is using them to hinder you and start blessing those people and loving them and sowing seeds of kindness. With some of you, God is going to lead you. He's given you creative ideas and you've got your own idea and you're going to start your own business. But then the same principle works and that is that God's not going to buy your product. God is going to be speaking to people and they're going to come and that's how God is going to prosper you. So it's not a matter of you just praying and God, if you love me, well then supply this need. God is going to use men to supply your need. And if you don't understand that, then it's impossible for you to believe that you receive when you pray. 
and you will open up your eyes after prayer. And if you can't see your financial need meant, then immediately you're going to start struggling with doubt. And according to Mark 11, 23, you have to not doubt in your heart, but believe that the things which you say will come to pass. The way that I'm able to do this is because I know that God, you're faithful. You've answered my prayers. You gave the moment I asked, but there is a process and maybe somebody else is involved in my answer to prayer. Maybe with me, it's something that I'm doing. And, and God, I don't doubt that you've given. It's just me. You know, I had a situation where I had a ganglion cyst right here on this left wrist. And I had a watch band at that time that was one of these expandable ones. And I would put that thing over that ganglion cyst so that people couldn't see it. But it just kept growing. It didn't hurt or anything, but it grew and it got to where eventually you could even tell with that watch band over it that I had this cyst there. Now, I had prayed and asked God to heal that, and I had believed that it had done, but I hadn't seen any manifestation. And when I was ministering on this exact thing that I'm sharing with you, I was praying one night, and I was praying over these exact scriptures. And I said, I've got to believe that I receive when I pray, not when I see it, but when I pray. And I had not really been doing this exactly the way that God had shown me. And so I decided that I was going to pray over this thing. And rather than just trying to ignore it, I was going to believe that God had already done his part. And if it wasn't manifest, it wasn't because God hadn't given. And when it comes to a physical healing and it wasn't, you know, I wasn't trusting a doctor. I didn't need another person to give me finances. This was just something between God and me. I believe that whatever the hindrance was, it must have been on the inside of me. And so I just decided that I was going to deal with this thing and I was going to get it healed. And so I spent about two or three hours just praying in tongues, asking God for wisdom. God, what is the hindrance? What is my problem? I know that according to the word, when I asked, I received. You gave and you have been faithful. It's not your fault. What is it that I'm not doing? And I figured it might be just the fact that my faith was weak instead of strong. So I prayed in tongues because the Bible says in Jude chapter 1, verse 20, that you build up yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. So I spent two or three hours just praying in tongues, asking God for wisdom. And you know what? I never did see that cyst change. And so after two or three hours, I just went to bed believing that I'd done what I needed to do and that the answer was in the pipeline. And did you know when I got up in the morning, that thing was totally gone. It's never come back. There's no evidence that it was ever there. I don't understand everything, but it was based on this. God, the moment I asked the very first time, God was faithful. God answered my prayer, but... There was a hindrance. I don't know whether it could have been just a demonic thing. This could have been an attack. And as I stood and prayed and refused to allow it to go on, I dealt with that and got over it. It could have been maybe just doubt inside of me. And so what I did was build myself up on my most holy faith and just got to where I was operating in faith. I don't know exactly what it was, but I know that the difference wasn't God. It's not like all of a sudden I did something and then boom, God moved. No, God had moved the very first time I prayed about this, but there was a hindrance either in me or demonic or maybe something I don't even understand. And I just prayed and let the Holy Spirit make intercession through me by praying in tongues, dealt with the hindrance, and I got over this thing. I tell you, that is so powerful. 
But see, you can't pray that way if you think that God, you know, there is just the moment he moves, boom, there should be instant manifestation. Everything ought to be complete. If that's the way that you envision things, then if you pray and don't see everything instantly done, immediately you have doubt about, I wonder why God didn't move. I understand that God moves, that God releases his power, but I have to cooperate. I have to turn on my set. I have to tune it in. Sometimes it's not good reception and I have to tune it in and do some things to tweak the signal and make things come through properly. But I have just gotten to a place that I know that God is broadcasting 24-7. It's never God who's not meeting my needs. It's either me, it's the devil, it's other people involved in my answer to prayer, or possibly it could be something that doesn't just come to pass immediately. Like say, for instance, if you're believing for a healing, I believe you can get instant healings. But if you're believing for like your ministry to grow and God has called you to pastor a thousand member church, you can't just pray and boom, instantly that happens. There's a growth process. And one of the reasons that you may not see the fulfillment of this is because you aren't spiritually mature enough to be able to handle it. And so there's some time involved. You're going to have to grow and increase. You're going to have to be faithful with a Bible study first or a Sunday school class. And then you might be an assistant pastor and you, you just grow in your ability to be able to minister and to do these things. You may have a vision of a job of a business or something, and there's steps to take. You may have to incorporate first. You may have to do some research and make sure that you understand everything that's involved. And there may be things, and you can't just pray and boom, in the next 10 seconds, see the manifestation of the thing that you believe for. There are some things that take time, not because it takes God time, but it takes you time to be able to receive and grow and mature to that place. But then there's other things that I believe that the timing is basically up to you. You're the one that determines how long it is between amen and there it is. And that is a powerful truth. You know, I'm just now ready to share with you one of the most important things that God ever showed me. We're going to be turning to the book of Daniel and using Daniel as an example, give you a scriptural example of what I'm talking about. And I tell you, if you can receive this, it will make a huge difference in your life. I don't have time on today's program to do that, but I promise you that it's, it's important that you understand and see that Daniel, who was a powerful man of God. Matter of fact, did you know that there's a scripture where the Lord was talking about that he had just had it. It was now time for the Jews to go into captivity. He had given them mercy and it doesn't do any good to intercede. And he says, if these three men were to intercede, I wouldn't even listen to them. And he put Daniel as one of the greatest intercessors in the Old Testament. And yet Daniel prayed and he did not see an instant manifestation to what he was believing for. It took three weeks for his prayer to manifest and, and for him to understand the answer to his question. And I'm going to be showing you from Scripture why this happened. Make direct applications to you and me. And I tell you, if you can understand this, it will shorten that period of time. You can begin to start seeing instant or near instant manifestation to your prayers. That's quite a claim, but I believe that that's true. Again, let me mention that I have this book entitled A Better Way to Pray. I've got a study guide. I've got DVDs, CDs on this. Our announcer is going to advertise these, so please listen. Please call or write today, and then join me again next Monday as I continue this teaching on A Better Way to Pray.
Andrew's complete teaching titled, A Better Way to Pray, is available as a book in either English or Spanish. Today, Andrew would like to offer this book as his free gift to you. Go to awmi.net to get your copy today. This offer is limited to one free book per household and is only available in the U.S., U.K., Canada, and Australia. A Better Way to Pray is also available as a CD or DVD album made from our daily television broadcast and as a companion study guide. Each of these valuable resources is available for a gift of any amount when you contact us. This entire series is also available for audio download absolutely free from our website. Go to awmi.net to see all the ways you can get this teaching. Or call our helpline Monday through Friday from 4.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. Mountain Time at 719-635-1111. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today. You say, in the name of Jesus, I'm not going by what I see. I go by what the Word of God says. There's more than just this physical realm. There's also a spiritual realm. I don't care what this looks like. I know what God's Word says. I was told that my life would be one of pain and isolation and that freedom wasn't even to be hoped for. I was told I was always going to be in a wheelchair. I was given three months to live before total heart failure. Hi, I'm Julianne Hartman from Los Angeles, California, and I was told that I would never recover from fibromyalgia. I was in and out of emergency rooms and spent over $300,000 searching for a cure to no avail. I was just about to give up when I discovered Andrew Womack on television. And Andrew showed me for the first time that by the stripes of Jesus, I was already healed. In a matter of weeks, I received my healing after listening to all of the teachings made available online. And today, 10 years later, I'm still walking in my healing and I'm not alone. I was healed of fibromyalgia and environmental illness. I was healed of Lyme disease. I was healed of lupus and heart failure. Because people like you partnered with Andrew Womack Ministries, we've all been given our lives back. We cannot thank you enough for your generosity, but there are still millions more out there seeking the truth that set us free. Will you help us bring this message to them? You can reach people like me who are trapped in their home and not aware of the fullness of what the gospel says that we can be free from everything the enemy tried to put on us. I would not be here if it wasn't for this ministry and I just really encourage you to become a partner today. Why wouldn't you want to partner with Andrew Womack Ministries? Become a partner today. To help us set more people free, become a partner by visiting awmi.net slash give or call our helpline at 719-635-1111. We'd love to have you join us today. The trajectory of your life is about to change. Forget what has gone on in the past. Forget all the zillions of people that you've had pray for you. Forget all of the doctor's reports that have come against you in the past. God has a future for your life and it's good. You have to say it. The power of God is voice activated. And you have to speak words. All pain Thank you, Jesus. gone now Thank you, Jesus. in Jesus' name.
want to connect with like-minded believers? Do you want to go deeper in God's Word through the teachings of Andrew Womack? Then Karis Bible Studies is the place for you. Connect with believers in your area to dig into the message of God's unconditional love and grace. The leaders are Karis alumni with a solid foundation in the Word of God. Karis Bible Studies are connecting believers with the Word of God in your neighborhood. Find a Bible study near you by visiting karisbiblestudies.net.